You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Making Monday the best day of the week for you. It was a big weekend on the diamond for Liberty Baseball and Softball. Plus, we have a very special guest in the studio. Flames head football coach Hugh Freeze joins the show to discuss which NFL teams he's talked to about Malik Willis and the most common question he's asked. A lot of content ahead. Let's get it going. from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Okay, so what's a Flame Central podcast without inviting Liberty football head coach Hugh Freeze on the show? Big week ahead with Malik Willis in the NFL draft. I'm sure it's been a big week for you as well. Yeah, it's um, it's exciting. It's um, I would be less than honest if I didn't say it also came with, uh, you know, a little anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I've I kind of experienced it before, and I know that there's no way to really predict what um, that evening can actually look like, and I just think we all have to be prepared. Um, for every scenario and understand that you're going to get drafted. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to be on an NFL roster, and that is the opportunity to which we all try to help prepare you for and what you worked for. Right. And so it is draft day, not draft career, and irregardless of, of what happens on Thursday evening, I couldn't be more proud of, of, you know, what Liberty has done for him and what he has done uh, for us. And um, I've been in that green room and <laughs> uh, I've seen it go well and I've seen it go bad and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, I admire him for truthfully. I tried to tell him, man, just do your deal at, at home in Atlanta and we can uh, have some type of control over the right. cameras and the, yeah, you have zero you know control. <laughs> that, there, that, that, that Aaron Rodgers situation where you're the last guy, you know, oh, sitting listen, in there, yeah. and you're sweating. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and everybody wants to come talk to you, and mm-hmm. um, and um, my advice will be, you know, on that we don't talk. We just, uh, we just, you just. But he seems he's like always. He's just <laughs> easy come, yeah, easy go, yeah. and right. uh, he knows he's prepared and and done what he thinks is his best. And I do know that there are a lot of teams that like him, but there are a lot of unknowns. And probably the biggest unknown to me is Cleveland shopping these picks uh, for Baker Mayfield. And if a team decides to make that move and give Cleveland some of these first-round picks or whatever for Mayfield, that could shuffle – Sure. Yeah. Quarterbacks, because I don't know that there's going to be more than one or two taken in the first round, and then that shuffles them back, and that could happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it will. I have no clue. I'm, I'm totally clueless. <laughs> it's unpredictable. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, yes, it's exciting, and we're going to have, you know, a player taken early in the draft. Um, I don't know how early, 
but uh, I'm, I'm very proud of him. Look, Coach trying to bring us down on yeah, a Monday yeah. morning. No, I'm, I'm not, not trying I'm to bring not, you I'm down. I'm just well, real. No, yeah, well, listen, I mean, and you maybe you've had these conversations with guys in the past. You've obviously yep. had a number of guys drafted, but, like, everyone wants to go as high as possible, but that also may not be the best fit long-term. Like, you know, yep. if you go, fall to a better team, a better situation a little bit later in the first Learn. round, that could be yeah. better for you in the long-term. I, I think he's totally um, – he he i believe he believes that yeah and i think the biggest hope is that he goes in the first round for sure for all of yeah. us that that's that's what the biggest hope is i mean and he i don't think he gets really caught up whether it's i went 6 7 yeah. top 10 top 20 i don't think he he really cares about that because like you say um the, there could be a better situation sitting at that 18 sure then then maybe two yeah or, or so i think he's okay with that i think it's just it, it will get pretty anxious and and a little uh, uncomfortable if if things start to shuffle um but again whether it's day one or day two he's going to he has created for himself uh, an opportunity and um and he's going to get that during your time, I'm sure you're getting questions from scouts, like you're feeling all these phone calls leading up to the draft. What question are you asked the most about Malik? Is that there question? one that's that's yeah. asked the most about him? Uh, tell us, tell us the bad. Okay, what is the bad? Because <laughs> yeah. they're having a hard because they're having a hard time finding yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. no one can really find it. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm very honest and say that you know you're not going to find anything uh, bad about Malik Willis um, in regards to work ethic or character or. Um, if if there is one um, bad thing, um, you have to understand him. He is a kid at heart, and um, you he may irritate the heck out of me on a red zone drill where we just threw a pass, it got tipped and picked off, and we didn't score. Didn't and he's over there congratulating the DB. But but that that's that's why his right. teammates love him. Yeah. So it's not really. Is it a negative? It, you know, amazing. it would drive me crazy. Yeah. And then, but but at the same time, all the teammates, yeah, you don't love him. And 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 then the other thing that is just what he doesn't know, he doesn't know. He's only played quarterback yeah. two years. Right. It's not that he can't know it or can't do it or. But I mean, he still relatively had you know a small yeah. uh, sample size at playing quarterback, which he's done pretty well for us. So. I just I think with the when I watch NFL, which I don't watch any during the season because of our schedule, but I get to watch the playoffs. I just think the game has has transitioned into you better have no one can protect the quarterback. Yeah, you go watch the yeah. playoffs. Nobody these D lines are so good. Mm -hmm. You just have trouble consistently protecting the quarterback, and so to have a guy that can extend plays. Which extends drives. I just you look at the teams that did well in the playoffs, and all of them except for I guess you could argue maybe one Stafford's not the most mobile, but everyone else that went deep in the playoffs, they had a guy like Malik. Yeah, we talk so much about what a guy like Malik can do for Liberty's program, and I know our our social media guru. I just got a report this morning. In March, he had 1.5 billion impressions on social media. Wow. Malik Willis, wow. billion. Like that's people. That's not just Malik. That's people being introduced to Liberty. That's correct. Through that, have you seen 
even in this short amount of time, it's only going to continue as draft night comes and yeah. as he has success of the next level. Have you seen a difference already in how Liberty is perceived maybe than, you know, certainly a year or two ago? Of course. I mean, I mean, winning and going yeah. to three bowl games and winning helps that. And now to have a kid that is uh, as high profile as Malik has been and how he's handled it, um, we're, we're going we're going to try to capitalize on it every way we can and use it and and certainly when we're in this transfer portal world with a guy from a power five school whether it's a d lineman or a safety or an old lineman um you know we've got something we can point to is say hey, we helped you know a guy come from power five that uh, it didn't work out for whatever reason and and we were able to help uh, rewrite or write the last few chapters of his story and it turned out pretty good so we certainly will use it every way we can and you did it at the most difficult position on the field right yeah, you know true. yeah so a lot of these mock drafts have malik going to detroit at number two i know you're trying to get us off the hype train but we're we're full we're all aboard um i don't even look at those uh, i don't i don't have a clue right i would be shocked at that truthfully well, because um, I have had zero conversations with them. That would just stun really? me that Ooh, somebody really? inside info. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I just thought it would be a good fit because of Jesse Lemonier, you know, sacked yeah. during practice. Go. Hey, yeah. good job. I think I, mean, it, I think his whole team would be like, that no, would, that bro, would be no. fine. I would just be, and maybe they got all everything they got, but that wow, would just that's interesting. that would just yeah. stun me that that people operate like that. Maybe so. That's how like, many how, how many conversations have you had with the number six pick? Carolina Panthers. Oh, a bunch. Ooh, How in your bunch. in your past because you've gone through this process so many times. Yeah. Has there been years where a team selects one of your guys and you're like, ah, oh, I no. didn't hear from them. Not not a not in the first two rounds. Yeah, wow. yeah. I, 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 that's why I guess I would be so stunned. Yeah. This would be the first time ever that that that's uh, that we, I've seen that's that. Very it, interesting. We are talking about Detroit here, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you never yeah. know. Where do you think Malik Willis is the best fit? In the NFL. Oh gosh. Which team? Well, obviously they need to to operate in a manner like Buffalo is, and like Kansas City and Cincinnati, and where Deshaun is or Lamar or you know. So so any any team or where Russell Wilson was or um, so any team that's operating in those type systems, I think, is very advantageous for him, um, and so. You know, all of those are good. I just, you know, again, who is going to to take a quarterback? I mean, I think Seattle makes some sense. Um, you know, I think they've got a, a couple guys there that are going to battle it out, but they, they're still kind of yeah. looking for maybe who the future is. I think Pittsburgh's kind of similar, Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with all of those teams. Wow. and. But I'm telling you, I can't. I don't. I don't have a good read for 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 it though. <laughs> All right, enough, enough on Malik Willis. Okay, he's like stealing the show enough. We haven't talked to you about spring ball and yeah. and how that went. Give us a, a little wrap up of. Um, I I know what you're gonna say. We have a lot of work to do yeah. before. But I, I'm not a spring ball guy. Yeah. yeah, I wish they would. I wish they would do away with it and give us ten days in the summer. Are there other coaches? I've oh, heard yeah. you say that a lot. Is, yeah. is there a lot? Most coaches would you think that would go that route? Heck yeah. The listen, what we really need in spring. I mean, we need to revamp our whole calendar, yeah. our whole thoughts on a lot of things. But man, these kids get beat up. You get through the season. You get to January. 
you have in our case this year, I think it was eight to ten surgeries. So those guys are out right. with spring ball. And really, to me, the benefit would be them being with Coach, our strength staff, Coach Dom and them, all spring, Barry, get healthy, stronger, faster. Then you have your whole team here by June. Yeah. And give us – I don't even need pads. Just, you know, give us 10 days to, to kind of install our stuff and get ready for camp, and we'll turn them back loose to the strength staff in July and but that that to me I just are so day one we're out there and we lose CJ Daniels to an ACL mm. all right top flow yeah. you know I don't know I just now um no doubt it helps the O-line O-line is 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 needs as much individual fundamentals as they can get and I think we got better there um, I think defensively we have a chance to be pretty solid again. Um, we, we, we're kind of short it. Hopefully we think we just got uh, a safety. Um, you know, I can't say his name yet because he hadn't enrolled, but um, and we would probably take another corner for depth. Um, but I think we, provided we stay healthy there, I think we have a chance. It starts up front. I think our D-line is pretty good. good. Yeah. And uh, – and so I think we're going to be pretty pretty good there offensively. I think we have a decent running back room. You know, we need consistency out of the receivers. And then obviously the big question is, you know, who's taking the snaps. I'm cautiously optimistic, but um, obviously we're replacing a pretty good dude. Right. That, that, <laughs> uh, but I am cautiously optimistic that, that we, we're going to be fine there too. Is that like, I mean, obviously you're, you're an offensive guy, quarterback guy. I mean, there's the two sides of it. The oh, here's a challenge now, right? You've had yeah. a dynamic quarterback. Yeah. Let's see what we can do. A new challenge, but then there's also that uneasiness. I'm sure of like, boy, it'd be nice just to have this thing settled. Kind of, kind of, where are you on that spectrum of like, man, here we go. It's you said it yeah. could go down even the game week. You said, yeah, I think so. But I honestly, that uh, that is one of the best motivators for me. Yeah, I don't really look at it. I, I look at it as, man, let's do it. Let's let's find another way. You know, fortunately, and you know, we've uh, everywhere I've been, quarterbacks have done well, and um, it just motivates me. I know it motivates Kent, and um, you know, we're thankful for Malik. But man, now I'm really motivated to prove, you know, we can do it again with somebody else. Yeah, that's awesome for the O line. Coach Klinakis, we've heard kind of the whispers, like this guy's a guru. He's a O-line whisperer. What does he do differently? Like, what does he bring to the table? Man, he is uh, he is absolutely. Um, the hard he drills them as hard as any O line coach I've ever had, <laughs> and he is so consistent in his um, positive reinforcement and his criticism. Uh, his, and criti yes, yeah. and and the kids when I do my individual meetings with them, all of them are like, man, he tells you when you do good. He tells you, and so sometimes we we lack in that. I'm probably one that lacks in that. But he is so good at forming this bond of this uh, this union mentality, hard hat mentality of, of we're going to go to work and we're going to lead by our example. And and then his the way he coaches them with both, you know, instruction, criticism and positive reinforcement. I and think energy. Is catching him. Yeah, he's, he's going to bring great energy. I mean, I feel like if I had a fourth of his energy, yeah. I'd be able to get through way much, you know, I'd be able to work on Fridays. Yeah. 
<laughs> we, we're a four-day week. We like four <laughs> oh, day yeah. Week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not shifting oh. to the 10-hour day. Just, you know, say my eight-hour day. I'm just messing. And they get love, on me because I'm your never. your love in. language right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no work Fridays. So um, hitting the golf course a little bit the next few weeks when you have time. Uh, sure How's the golf so. game going? Um, it's starting to come around a little bit. Um, I saw signs of, of some positive things this weekend. Okay. Jill and I, uh, played in a little couples deal yesterday and we, we finished second in it. So, nice. uh, I saw a little, uh, I saw, I saw some signs of it coming around. This is when I try to between now and camp and I try to get that handicap down and, and, uh, you know, I tend to get to, you know, I get to work early, but I tend to, you know, the coaches are on the road recruiting. I feel a little guilty sometimes, but, <laughs> you know, rules, head coaches can't. And, um, and so it's kind of my exercise and, and, uh, between now and then, and, and then we've got the coaches tournament at Pebble that I always do look forward to that. And, um, so yeah, we're, uh, this this is uh, my favorite time of the year, really. We were talking um, in our meeting, our content meeting last week about how cool it would be if you went out with some of the golf team guys. And, no, and I can't. Played. They, they, those guys <laughs> blow my doors off. I, I've, I, those guys hit it so far I know. these days. And I used to put it out there pretty good, too. But, man, as you get, you know, 52 and yeah. back surgery <laughs> and that turn is not not quite – so you don't turn as much now because I'm old and stiff. And so you try to get a little extra by looping it at the, at the top. And sometimes that gets it going a little sideways. Um, those guys are a different level. Out of NCAA head coaches, who's the best golfer? I think you're talking to him. All right. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Current. Current. Too. Okay, I got Current. you. Current. Rick Neuhauser was, uh, is, is, is probably the best that I know. Um Will Healy's really good. Uh, Blake Anderson, really good. Kirby's pretty good. Uh, Nick gets it around pretty well, but um, but those other guys. When we go to the Pebble, the top flight is usually um, of when the, when they do the coaches shootout. It's usually Newhouse will still in it. Blake, myself, Skip Holtz, uh, Will, um, Matt Wells. So that's that's usually yeah. the the top tier guys that are all like five handicaps or below. Maybe right. maybe I should have asked who's the happy Gilmore out of the bunch. Anybody yeah. like snapping clubs, throwing them in the <laughs> in the bush? I hadn't seen any okay, of that. That's good. <laughs> I'm not a club. The price thrower, is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Coach, just to help out Flames Nation because I know that rumors swirl. You know, with all this attention on Malik Willis yeah. and Liberty. Are you are you good here? Do we need to like you know make sure that we you're not going anywhere? Oh or Lord, I, I don't. Uh, I just want to make sure that you know. I'm totally at peace here. Yeah. I am, and uh, I've had a few chances to entertain other things, and it just none of them felt even remotely right. And uh, obviously thrilled with uh, the contract extension, and thrilled with our staff, and my family is happy, and and I'm all, I'm very honest in saying you know. Um, that it would take something really, really special. And I don't know what that really is right now. And um, I'm at an age where I want to really enjoy what I do, who I do it with, where I do it at, and enjoy life too. Right, that balance. And I'm not sure I could do that at many places at the with the current unless something changes but i have no desire to
to go out and raise name, image, and likeness money. And uh, I yeah. just, you know, I'm not against kids getting that, mm -hmm. but I think it's a really bad, uh, I think it's a bad practice to start, um, kids start choosing schools based on, well, I can get right. this, this, and this, and this, and, and maybe that's right for some people. I just, I'm not sure that, uh, that that's right for me. Um, so uh, I would never say never, but, um, you know, I don't know. I probably won't do this, but another, I don't know. I've always told Jill by 60, I'm probably going to be <laughs> looking for a lake and, and a golf course. Right. <laughs> now she says, yeah, I don't believe that when I see <laughs> it. But, yeah. uh, um, so who knows? But uh, I, I have, there is not one piece of me that is looking for something mm -hmm. else. If it falls at my feet and and Jill and I both say, oh my gosh, this is the special one. But I, I honestly don't know what that really looks like right now. So we're, we're totally at peace. Coach, thanks so much for your time and, and all of your great insight. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, right. guys. We'll catch up with you hopefully on the golf course soon. There we go. That would be great. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. Always great to catch up with head coach Hugh Freeze. Yeah. I mean, gotta love the guy. Gonna have to hit the links with him and get a few pointers before so? we have our flames like golf outing here in a couple weeks. Um, and really, I'm just like so nervous and excited and anxious about where Malik Willis is this going. Is, this is yeah. I've looked for, I know I've heard so many like national people be like, oh, this draft, blah, blah. I'm like, this draft is really exciting. You have just obviously the Malik reason that we're all right. excited, but there's just so many unknowns. Right. Like, that's what makes this. So exciting to me while I'm looking forward to Thursday so much. I think it was Matt Miller on Twitter that I saw him tweet something that he's been doing the draft and breaking down, you know, collegiate players in the draft for 27 years. And he's never been just like going yeah. into a draft. So like with a big question mark, not mm -hmm. knowing who's going to go where just because there are so many question right. marks. Well, I, I saw a tweet from Daniel Jeremiah, who is up from the NFL Network, who said he woke up yesterday morning to five different texts from GM's around the league, basically asking how many quarterbacks are going to go early in the first round? Because they're all trying <laughs> to figure out, like, if they don't need a quarterback, who might get to us? Wow. But, like, they don't know. Like, it's just wow. no one seems to have any idea how it's all going to shake out. I did see one number that said Malik is the favorite to be the number one quarterback taken, but Kenny Pickett was the favorite to go number six to the Panthers. So take that really? for whatever mm, it's worth. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's Detroit. Like you think maybe it, it wasn't that your prediction? Well, I think the Falcons are oh, either going right. to trade that's up, right. but I've just seen a lot um, with Detroit, you know, and their hype on Malik. And also the fact that the Detroit Lions were the coaching staff for the Senior Bowl. And right. I know that from the Senior Bowl, they really, really like There's going to be some so, moving and yeah. shaking in this oh, draft. You sure. know there's going right. to be some wheeling and dealing. There's a lot of teams with a lot of different, you know, draft capital that are going to be shuffling around. The Giants at five, I feel like, are just sitting pretty. They're, like, if Malik gets past number two, they basically in that spot are like, okay. Who wants it? Yeah. yeah. Who wants Give it? Give us your Let's, best offer. Yeah, right. start bidding. Right. Yeah. They might and be better off if they just took him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. right, right, I've right, also right. heard yeah. that Kenny Pickett 
wasn't really high in a lot of draft boards for for some NFL teams and that Sam Howell actually is. So it's just like, you know, for not a yeah. deep quarterback draft, like people will still reach for quarterbacks, even though if you get Malik Willis, it's not necessarily a reach. Like right. you're going to you're yeah. going to have some True. success with him on your squad moving forward. OK, so let's shift gears. Talk a little um, on the diamond Liberty baseball before I left. Yeah. For the weekend, I was like, Matt, are we going to get the sweep this weekend? And of course, he what was did right. I say? Did I, did you I said say yes. Sweep? Okay, You're like, good. we're definitely winning the series. So. Yeah, well, I knew we'd win the series. North Florida, they're kind of, you look at their numbers and you're like, eh. And I mean, look <laughs> their, their record hasn't been that good either. They had been hitting the ball better of late. But who has been hitting the ball is Brady Gulikowski. That was pretty good. Was that, that was, that was yeah, solid. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, Gulikowski, <laughs> three home run night Holy on Friday. Smoke. You talk about setting the tone in that game. Yeah, three jacks, eight RBIs. Liberty scores six runs in the first, eight in the second. And it's like, well, okay. hope yeah. we have some stories to talk <laughs> right. about for the rest of this I know. broadcast. Sorry, I wasn't there Don't you wish you had run out. rule in college baseball? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it was still a fun year. People were like, oh, I bet that was terrible. It actually was in less than three hours, which yeah. is shocking. There were five double plays. That of really course. saved us. Of that, course. That saved of course, the, the game that yeah. I don't yeah. work, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you come out and just – blast them like that their pitcher their starting pitcher lasted two-thirds of an inning it Ugh. was it was over so Gulikowski, great to see him break out he had a great series I think he ended up with uh 10 or 11 RBIs in the series you win game two you hang on to win 5-4 great start from Dylan Cumming who Cumming and Horn your first two starters on Friday and Saturday those guys are electric like not just in stuff like Horn definitely in stuff but just their personalities yeah. Cumming is strutting around screaming yeah. at people like, they're just so fun to watch. They're so into the game. And Dylan Cumming was the one who went viral, right? Right. He was yeah. the one with so the So he, with like, the, is famous. He's got so, the flow. Yeah. So, with the right. He's going to have some He's some got swag. the flow. And he said, like, he has. He feels like he has to act like I'm the best pitcher in the country when I'm out there. He takes, he like, right. he has to juice himself up like that. And that makes it fun to watch because yeah, he's just sure. all over the place, strutting around, you know, slamming the ball in his glove. It's a blast. I yeah. mean, if you're singing Celine Dion, you have yeah, to have right. that kind of outlook. <laughs> right. Did I read it right? Gulikowski's Grand Slam was 479. Seven, 479. Oh my gosh. The people feet. at the Flames train, I looked at the I looked at the replay, yeah. and the people sitting at the Flames train were looking back. Right. Like, like towards Green Hall. There was a car parked out there, yeah. and I wanted to go out and see if if it actually like it was online. It right. looked like it might have hit it. Wow. I, it was a blast. So we were calculating at softball when we yeah. heard that. That is twice the center field wall plus some. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Like, man, that's a shot. Yeah. yeah. It was an absolute, it was a no doubter. Yeah. The, the right fielder kind of did one of those where like off the bat you turn and then he just stopped. <laughs> I did <laughs> And he's like, it. I don't, why, why yeah. would Not I even? Not even going to yeah. like take yeah. another step. So then, you know, they hold on and win by one on Saturday. Sunday was just a wild back and forth game. Neither side, you know, played all that well. There were five errors in the ball game. You had just... You know, Liberty got a lead early. It looked like they were cruising, gave up five runs in the sixth, end up coming back, winning it with a couple runs in the bottom of the eighth. You just saw a lot of guys that I feel like are taking that next step at this stage of the season. Logan Matthew is playing fantastic. That's good. And that good I feel so happy for him. He's worked so hard to kind of get out of the slump he was in early on. And then Gudlikowski, who had not been playing that well for much of the His season. He's starting to get hot at He's the right starting time. to warm up. Yeah. He and Cam Foster, the big key, they've cut down their strikeouts. They were leading the team in strikeouts, those two. And it's like, man, when they put the ball in play, good things happen. Mm -hmm. And I think each of them only ended up with one strikeout apiece in the entire series. Wow. And Foster's the one that came through with the big two RBI single late in the game to put the Flames on top. So you're seeing those guys take that next step. 
Uh, and yeah, now now another test. You know, midweek they they play North Carolina here tomorrow, so that'll be a test. Remember, how, <laughs> oh, remember yeah. how that one went here? Right. Got, got a little testy, and Liberty, you know, they little won one nothing. Stuff. Yeah, 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 watch that. <laughs> so uh, it, yeah, that's a six o'clock tomorrow, so that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're taking care of their business in the yeah. conference. They're still a game back at Kennesaw State for first place, but right now you're thinking all about like just put yourself in good seating heading right. into that postseason. And uh, I feel like they're starting to kind of settle in. And for a guy like Cam Foster, true freshman, right? So, like, having a big yeah. hit like that and um, just at the plate, like, that confidence, I feel like, leading you, like, to the to the wrap of the regular right. season, I think it's just, like, good timing for him to start clicking. And, um, you know, like I said, as a freshman, sometimes it, it takes some time to make that adjustment. And if period. you didn't see Derek Orndorff's catch to win the game. I did see that. pretty that spectacular. Nice, yeah. He had – so he had a day because, like, he had a diving, awkward catch where his arm kind of folded up underneath him that the ball rolled out. Uh, he picks it up and holds it up. It was initially called an out. And then, of course, uh, they go back and review it <laughs> and then turn it around. And then he had another diving almost catch he didn't quite get and then finally finished the game on that one. So it was, it was pretty exciting. We even had an umpire delay. It was, we had a little, Wait, what happened, what happened, that? happened with like, um, the umpire? umpire the plate, I think, I think I'm guessing, and we can't see like where they were, where we are in our booth and right, you know how this is in some places, but like we can't see. So they were right back behind on plate at the, at the backstop. I think it was, it must've been a heat situation uh, where it was hot. It was the hottest day we probably had all spring. Um, And you know, if you're, if this were two months later, you're, you're used to it, right. and, but I don't know. Right. So, he, so he ended up having to leave the game, and uh, hopefully he's all right. I never, we never got an update. But then he had to stop for like 15 minutes. Well, I assume the other umpire, maybe he had to go to his car to get his stuff. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. He, well, it was, yeah. home plate, it was a home plate umpire. So right. he's got to run. not like he could pull gear. it out of his pocket. <laughs> yeah. What? So, like, yeah. Like his home plate gear? Right, oh, no, yeah. right, gotcha. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but so that took like 15 minutes, you know, or you're waiting around. And then so, yeah, eventually you got that sorted out. But it was it was a wild game and good for the Flames. I mean, it wasn't easy and they had to battle and you find up, finally get the sweep. And then that's kind of what you need against a team like North Florida. Right. So on the road at UNC tomorrow and then a an away series. They're on the road for a while. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, two oh, back-to-back yeah. midweek games and the, the road series at Stetson before finally coming back home for Jacksonville. On May 6th, yeah, yeah, so that'll be quite the road trip. And it can, you know, really tell the tale of the rest of the season. that Those road trips, you know, late in the season are really, really crucial. Okay, switching gears to the ladies' side, tell us about, you know, when I, whenever I was covering the uh, midweek game against Duke, which we yeah. can start with that, which was, like, just an awesome victory uh-huh. for the Lady Flames. So I was talking with Dot Richardson before the game, and, you know, she's – Talking like, oh, well, if we don't win the A-Sun tournament, which obviously that's like, you know, there is like a chance for that to happen. But, I mean, they're undefeated. (laughs) So, and they're not even just undefeated. It just seems like they're just rolling through the A-Sun. Well, the crazy thing is, is that Liberty in A-Sun conference play has swept nine straight series, and they've won 31 straight games in A-Sun play. That's Mm. incredible in itself. (laughs) Yeah. And then against Duke, you come in, you get the business done, you beat the number 11 team in the nation. That's great. You go into the weekend series, and then on the doubleheader, you sweep them 3-0. You sweep them – I mean, pardon me. You shut them out 3-0, then 8-0, and then on the Sunday game, you want your senior to go the distance. Yeah. You end up winning 13-2, to right? So you just – the bats are flying right now, and there's really nobody that can touch them. Like, Kara Canetto at one point in the series went 6-6, six of six, and wow. they're just smoking. She hit a bomb to right field. Like, Kara Canetto is not a home run hitter, but she smacked one yard – uh, Lou Allen got the back going as well. This is a Liberty team right now that it feels like you're kind of primed, like you're ready for tournament play. I'm ho- I'm scared, 
There's a part of me that's scared. I hope they don't. Don't dip. be scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks. I hope they don't dip before tournament play comes. But they are playing really well right now. Emily Kirby is lights out. She's back to her old form of ASUN pitcher of the year last year. And I really don't know if anybody in the ASUN can touch them. Definitely nobody in the East that I've yeah. seen as of yet. Now, big weekend series coming up. UNF, they're second in the East Division. They're pretty solid. But I really, again, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to keep up with LU in a series well, like that. And they have a big midweek game. Yeah, Wednesday. that's right. Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee come yeah. to town, How right? Did I forget. Are, that? are they pretty? I assume they're pretty good again. Yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, Tennessee's a top fifteen team in the nation, and again, you're starting to see Liberty. Like I, Liberty is, they have yet to get over that hump to beat a top five team yeah. in the nation. But when you're playing with those teams that are kind of in that five through twenty five range, I feel like Liberty can be in any game. And so you saw it against Duke. They have an opportunity against Tennessee, and it'll be a cool chance for those of you out there that want to come see Ashley Rogers pitch, a well-known pitcher for Tennessee, uh, to come in and, and catch her. I'm sure she'll be throwing the the rock that day. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and, man, like you get both these teams playing well. I feel like this kind of situation we were in last year as well, where you get both baseball and softball yeah. starting to kind of play well down the stretch, and you feel like, boy, this could be a really fun yeah. end of spring heading into mm -hmm. summer. And who knows how long this could end up lasting as those two kind of kind of get things rolling here into hopefully regional play and maybe beyond. Yeah, I think it could go beyond for softball. Like, this is a really good team. A lot of people look back at last year and say, oh, the Bishop Twins graduated. You had Emily Sweat graduate, Massive Vi graduate. You lost a lot. You're going to have to have a rebuilding year. But I really think one through nine, this team hits better than last season, really? which is a big thing to say. It really is. But there's no real two or three players in a row where are like, okay, if you're the opposing team's pitcher or pitching coach, like, hey, I can get through a couple of these avenues and get a couple outs here. That's not the case. This is a team that, man, like, you're going to really have to pitch to each one and each one carefully because they can burn you. Like, you think of Rachel Rupu who's a freshman. She has two grand slams on yeah. this season. She can hit the ball far. And then you have others. Like, that's the one nice thing about softball. You still have small ball in play where you can lay down a bunt. So you have that variety throughout the lineup. Really tough. The great thing, too, about both of these teams is this isn't going to be something new. Right. You know, yeah. if you make regionals, which we hope and assume both will, like this isn't like that newness factor that like, whoa, hey, we're here. Yeah. Like that's gone. Now it's like we've been here before. We've had success here before. Mm -hmm. Now you just go play. And with that confidence for both of them, like you feel like we can go yeah. in there and win it. Like right. it's not just like, oh, we're happy. We're thrilled to be here. This is so cool. It's like, no, no, no. We're going there to win this regional and move on. While we're talking about regionals, yeah. I have a beef with regionals okay. because I wonder if this is the same for baseball. But with softball, more than likely Liberty, who is yeah. a is like in that 25 through 32 range in the nation, are going to have to go play at like number three Virginia Tech. Yeah. That drives me crazy. Like I feel like if you're that good of a team, you should be at maybe the number seven or number eight school. But they all do it based on geography. Right. Like, they have got the funds like all the schools do send them across the country like that's part of the fun in my mind is it the same in baseball yeah and i get that because yeah you could see like you know i mean like let's know, say let's liberty, say liberty has to go see or something or, or, just like, or uva right, right up the road right you know like which is what they've done before that was yeah. back in, I think in 2014 they went to uva um and we've seen them go to, t to tennessee yeah. or or it could be like a you know if north carolina were playing that you know well enough it yeah. could be there so yeah, yeah, the regional thing, I get it. I mean, I understand they, they used they kind of do. I don't know if they still do that in basketball as well. They used to try to do that in terms of the regionals and like and try to keep people, you know, in that region. And for fans, I get it. Yeah. You know, you want that fan interest. 
I, I get it when you when it makes sense. When it makes sense to play in in your region, you're right. It, it's cool mm-hmm. for the fans and all that stuff. When it doesn't, when it kind of punishes you in right. some ways, that's what I'm. I feel yeah. like it's a punishment for a lot of school for Liberty. When I'm I'm focusing in on Liberty, you know, you got a really good baseball program, a really good softball program, both teams that are on the verge of of being ranked again, really, and then you have to go play one of the top five teams in the nation right off the bat. I feel like that's just yeah. bad form. Yeah. Well, you know what? You just got to go win yeah, it, right? That's right. Just win that's it. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, just go and true. win it. All right. Well, hey, we're about done for this week's episode. Yeah. Emily had to step out, so we're going to close this thing up. Anything else you want to touch on? We got to mention oh, tennis. Really. tennis. Yeah, that's right. Back-to-back champs. Do it. There yeah. we go. Good to see the boys go down there, especially at, okay, I'm going to go against Florida Gulf Coast here. Yeah. I've heard rumors about the fans at FGCU. Really? They are vicious. Like, I've heard that they are just chirpy and hollering at players while they're trying to serve, like yeah. just trying to get in their head. And uh, so to see, I know the women did not get the championship, yeah. but yeah. for them to knock off number one FGCU there, I was happy for them. But then for the men to repeat back-to-back champs, especially the way last year went no down doubt. with COVID, so happy for those guys. Coach Swant. Go get them. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Didn't get to go to the NCAA yeah. tournament last year because of COVID. It popped yeah. up there at the last minute. Yeah. So, yeah, this is great. Yeah. How disappointing would that have been? Oh. So many of the veterans on that roster, right. they basically brought everybody back. Yeah. Not to get to experience an NCAA postseason mm-hmm. despite earning it. Yeah. Very happy for them. This was, it was, it feels like justice has been yes, done. That, the fact true. that they won. And I can't wait to see how they fare, yeah. certainly. All right. Brett, great job as always. Emily. She's gone. We'll we'll, we'll catch up with her next week. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you right back here next week.